And welcome back to Tiger Talk tonight here on KNM and KNMO. We just finished talking with Nevada Lady Tiger basketball coach Blake Howarth. Now switch over to the boys basketball program. Head coach Sean Gray, they got their season started last night. 57-47 loss to the Adrian Blackhawks last night. Uh, certainly a new look Nevada Tiger basketball team this season that uh, is going to grow as the season goes along and uh, help us talk about it again, Tiger head coach Sean Gray. And uh, obviously, Sean, not the way you want to start the season, but I'm sure you're happy to get the season underway. We were glad to get after it. It was a, a really good atmosphere in Wynn Gymnasium uh, for a Tuesday night rescheduled game. We were really pleased with the, the turnout and student section. I think had uh, hundred plus kids there, so that's that was really really great. And uh, it was it was good to get the season started. Well, uh, we're going to talk about that game here in a second, but let's go back first of all and talk about because you have been practicing since November first. Certainly, the summer uh, you're off off uh, the summer programs as well. So uh, with uh, so many new faces now going to the varsity level, and uh, I'm sure that uh, you've had uh, had an interesting time trying to put the pieces together and try to figure out how you're going to move forward. Yeah, it was maybe a slower-paced first few weeks of practice than we've had in years past for multiple reasons. One, all the new faces like you talked about, especially new faces to new roles. And then our football team, very successful. Um, I think there were 10 or 12 guys from that squad that we didn't have for those first couple weeks. And uh, not only was it 10 or 12 guys, but Cade B. Shore, Bryce Budd, Jeremiah Collins, from a varsity perspective, three starters, not to have them. So a lot of fundamental work. And then when we did get those guys back in the fold, we went to work on a lot of the team stuff. And, uh, you know, some teams start games before the Thanksgiving holiday. I think it was really good for us to to have that little bit of extra time in practice. And uh, uh, this is a group that uh, got a lot better in those four weeks. And uh, just, I, they show up every day to practice, Mike eager to learn, eager to get better, and uh, hopefully we keep that mindset throughout the season. Well, with so many uh, new players, at least at the varsity level, again, pretty much only Evan Ray is the only one back with any real significant varsity time from a year ago. What was your focus going forward, or did you have to retool uh, your schemes uh, to better fit your personnel? So we feel like from a scoring perspective, um, Evan has the capability to score. Uh, we like Cade Bishore's ability to shoot the ball and drive it. Bryce Budd as a sophomore has some abilities there as well. So we are just looking for ways to get our guards opened up. And we've had good guard play in years past. We feel like we're a little bit more limited offensively as far as the forward positions go. Now, that being said, Jeremiah Collins brings a lot to the table in that spot from a defensive and rebounding perspective. But there's not maybe as much emphasis out of getting the ball inside as far as post-entry and maybe more on dribble penetration. Um, but our fundamental concepts remain the same. We want to have long offensive possessions if we can where we make the defense guard because playing defense is not as much fun as playing offense and make the other team play in a way that they don't want to play. The longer they play defense, we feel like we'll get more breakdowns. So a lot of our fundamentals have stayed the same, but uh, probably a little more emphasis on getting some driving lanes for our guards. Certainly, any night you go out, uh, you're going to want to win the ball game, and that's why that's why you're there. But uh, there's no doubt, Nevada basketball fans have been pretty blessed or spoiled, however you want to phrase it, with a lot of a lot of good talent uh, that has come through the ranks, a lot of scoring ability. Uh, we're going to have to all have a little more patience, uh, at least here in the first month or so. You look at the firepower, the offensive capabilities, and. That's going to be something that we are going to have to develop with this group. There's there's not as much uh, deep-range shooting ability as we've had in years past, so we'll have to be more patient. We'll have to create turnovers to score. And 
We talked a lot about that, and we forced a lot of turnovers last night. Really pleased with the energies and efforts in our press, getting after it, forcing those turnovers. The next step now is converting those turnovers into points at the other end. You can score points in different ways. We may not score as much on the three balls we have in years past, but we feel like we can still put up points if we can start converting some of those turnovers into easy buckets. Well, let's talk about uh, last night. Last night's game, a game that was scheduled uh, about a week ago when uh, Pleasant Hill had their football extended uh, season extended even further than Nevada's did. So the two uh, schools uh, uh, worked it out and uh, moved that date to February the 7th. You find Adrian, who had a date availability. Uh, I'm sure they wanted to get their season away as well. So it worked out well for both schools uh, last night. So uh, they come in uh, with some experience back and uh, may have showed a little bit, but pick up a 10-point victory in 57-47. Uh, as you said, we talked about shooting. Uh, you know, shooting the basketball didn't go real well for Nevada last night. Kind of came on in the third quarter with Evan Ray. But uh, uh, what did you attribute that to? Just you know, first game uh, opportunities, first game jitters, or you know, didn't just you know, three of twenty six in the three point line. Uh, do you expect this team to shoot better? Obviously, as the season goes along. Yeah, you've. You've got to think we'll shoot better than three of, three of 26. <laughs> that's kind of a loaded I think question. that's 11 or, 11 or 12% from back there. But one thing that we'll address in practice afterwards is, you know, in the second half we did a really good job of getting to the free throw line. That has to be an emphasis from the tip, from the opening uh, gate. And then, you know, 26 threes, I don't know that we're going to be a team that needs to take that many threes. Um now, sometimes when you're down late in the game, that changes things a little bit. You you gamble defensively. You let the ball fly a little quicker. But still, I think maybe looking to get more done longer in a possession and then deciding that maybe that same three ball that we took last night, maybe we can get that look if any time, 15 or 20 seconds later in the possession. Mm-hmm. And maybe if we run good offense, maybe we'll get a better look than that during that extra 15 or 20 seconds. So uh, I think we'll shoot it better. We've got guys that are capable. You know, Cade Bishore was two for four. Um, guys took good – I didn't think there were a lot of bad shot attempts, and that's the first thing you look at. Is is our shot selection good? Are we taking looks that we feel like we can make? And I thought for the most part that was the case, and uh, I think just the more time these guys spend in the gym getting shots up, those sh- those shots will definitely start to fall. You give up only 57 points last night from a defensive standpoint. It really wasn't a bad night. 21 points at halftime. Uh, they got some free throws late when uh, you had to, you know, kind of pick up the pace a little bit. So uh, they did benefit from that. But uh, defensively, we were pretty satisfied. We were pleasantly surprised with a lot of the things that we did defensively. For the most part, we contained the dribble well in the half court. Uh, contested shots pretty well. Couple things. Defensive rebounding was not very good. Uh, I think we gave up. Mm-hmm. Uh, 15 offensive rebounds and again uh, I talked about Jeremiah Collins and his importance defensively and rebounding I think he played a total of nine minutes due to foul trouble and uh, that huddle might have been being generous with their nine minutes because I thought maybe it was seven or eight but without him on the floor guys have to understand our best rebounder's not there we've got to just next man up pick up the slack and it's funny on kids feel like they're boxing out every time feel like they're going to the glass but when we watch film we can see you know what we could have boxed out earlier. We could have boxed out more often than we did. And I think we can really build off that defensive performance if we rebound just a little bit better. 
Yeah, and uh, defensively, uh, pressure-wise, uh, uh, had a good night. Uh, you mentioned on postgame last night, you might have wished you'd gone to a little bit earlier because you did, did have success out of it. So with that being said, is that something you feel that you'll use, use pretty liberally going forward now? I do, Mike, and I feel like as the season goes along, not only will we try to pressure more, but we'll try to have more pressuring tools at our disposal this early in the year. We we don't have all the arrows in the bag from a mixing full-court defenses standpoint. As the season goes along, we will get more in that arsenal and so that when teams start to become comfortable against one defense, you can throw something else at them to kind of keep them off balance. We saw what Evan can do, uh, certainly in the second half last night, at two points at halftime. Ray ends up with 17 in the game, obviously 15 of those points. Coming in the second half, uh, was it a, a matter of him deciding, I need to step it up here a little bit, or just things fall into place? A little bit of both. Uh, we talked at halftime about not just settling for jump shots as much, getting more downhill looks, attacking the basket more. And you know, we said, guys, what's the hardest thing on our team to stop? It's probably Evan getting downhill, especially with his right hand. So the team, I think, as a whole, made more of an effort to attack, and, and then he also made more of an effort there. And then it's starting to realize that, hey, when I put this on the floor, these guys are putting their hands on me and fouling me a lot. And that if you're behind, that stops the clock. That puts the free throw line for, for more points. And just kind of getting a, a feel for the game, I think, as it went along was, was a big part of it. Yeah, and you, took, and you look at the free throw numbers. You mentioned this, no free throws in the first half last night, uh, although I thought the game – might have been called a little more loosely in the first half than it was the second half, but the uh, and that happens. But uh, much more opportunity, many more opportunities at the free throw line in the second half. And when you got there, you had success. Yeah, we did. And again, we've told this team, you know, there are a lot of ways to skin a cat. And uh, you know, this might not be a team that makes seven, eight, ten threes a game, but if we can get, you know, twelve, fifteen free throws a game, and then three or four threes a game that can balance balance everything out and, and, and can help us get to the scoring numbers that we need to get to to win ballgames. And I think Owen Swearings is sort of going to help you out offensively as time goes on. No points last night, uh, but he was a he was a block shot maven last night. He'll be at, what, four or five block shots in last night's ball game, but his shot just wasn't quite there, but we know he's going to be there. Yeah, and I, I've, we've told Owen that if you're open and you have a high-quality look, we need you to, to take that. So uh, those shots will start to fall, and he's gotten really long, and he's a – He's turned the defensive end of the floor into it into uh, a place where he really excels and brings a lot to the table for us. So, uh, again, guys, several guys did not shoot it the way that they wanted to last night, with the exception of Cade Bishore, who shot it well for us. Uh, no doubt that those shots will start to fall as the season goes along. Is he guys having to make the biggest adjustment because he's always been a guard and now he's being moved down to that number four spot uh, just out of necessity at six two? Yeah, I think it probably is a big adjustment for him because he's always been a off ball guard, you know, played the two or the three pretty much his whole career. Now we're asking him to go bounce back and forth between playing that four spot inside. Sometimes we'll run some four out offense, pop him back out. But Owen's a smart basketball player. He knows the game well. He's watched it a lot. Uh, so no doubt that, that he's going to kind of take that challenge and, and, uh, and just to, accept it and, and I think he'll come along nicely and now that uh, they've got a game you got a game under your belt of course you had the jamboree and but uh, it, but a regular game situation is a little bit different setting now that you've got that sample size uh, do you think you can use that going forward with your team uh, before your game on Friday yeah for sure one thing we talked about after the game in the locker room was as a coach one thing that I try to do is a, approach the post game 
regardless of what the final score was. What are things that we know we have to do better? Whether it's a game we win or a game we lose. And you, like you said, in years past, we've been very blessed with a lot of time. We've won a lot of ball games. Mm. So there have been a lot of times in a locker room after a win where we say, okay, if we had lost this game, what would we what would we be kicking ourselves for? So even though last night's game was a loss, you know, it's not the loss that we're upset about. It's the offensive rebounds, the some of the unforced turnovers where we shot ourselves in the foot. It's not converting in transition like we know we're capable of. Uh, those those things, baseline out of bounds defense. Those are all things that we really feel like we can fix. The guys saw that. That a lot of those guys brought those things up themselves after the game. We'll see those things on film, and uh, no doubt that uh, we'll really start to sure a lot of those things up going forward. Well, Nevada does move forward. they got the Kansas, who are now coming up uh, with uh, Frontenac here on Friday, Pittsburgh uh, on the road at Pittsburgh uh, next Tuesday, which will be a girl-boy doubleheader, as we just talked with head coach Blake Howarth about earlier. But uh, boys action only on Friday night when the uh, Raiders come in from Frontenac and uh, It'll be interesting to see what Frontenac brings in uh, because they just finished their football season last Saturday in a state championship game. Unfortunately, they got shut out by a three-time defending champion in Andale, uh, 53-0. But uh, uh, are you expecting all their parts uh, to be there on Friday night? I think so, Mike. I've not received any indication to the contrary. And Their best player, Jordan Fudge, is not a football guy. Mm -hmm. Um, 6'7", kid that can shoot it and score it around the basket. I, I do know last year they played 10 guys. Only two of the 10 guys that played the biggest minutes for them were seniors. None of their starters. So they were they return all five starters, eight of their top 10. Now, I do know several of those did play football, at least four or five of them, but they've got enough pieces back that I think they'll be just fine. Um, maybe a little rusty, but, you know, you, you lose a game on a Saturday, you, you probably, knowing you have a game the next Friday, come in Monday, get four practices under your belt – not a lot of new faces, so it's it's really just sharpening up on a few things. And they're going to be an athletic ball club with a lot of experience and a lot of athleticism, like I said. So uh, we will have to come ready to play, but it's another home game for us. We think it will be another good atmosphere. And if we improve on the things that we know we can improve on from Tuesday – uh, we feel like it should be a really good good ball game for us. Well, you mentioned Jordan Fudge. Uh, he's got more length than what you saw last night against Adrian. Uh, so, obviously, going back uh, to uh, blocking out, getting those defensive boards, it'll be imperative, or, or Fudge will be have a big night on Friday. It will be. And, again, we, we've talked to Jeremiah. We have to have you on the floor. When he comes off the floor, it has to be to get him a, a, a water break, get him a, a just a, a break to catch his breath and go back in not because of foul trouble to where we just cannot play him. Because even though he'll be giving up four inches, five inches to the fudge kid, he's strong enough to, to contain him a little bit. The other four players on the floor are going to help to dig it out, force them to shoot perimeter jump shots because they're a big physical team. They will be, like you said, bigger and more physical than Adrian was. So we'll have to force perimeter jump shots and then uh, – pull the rebound afterwards well as you uh, match up uh, with them you saw them last year down at the frontenac tournament it's it kind of odd all the years we've played at frontenac it's the first time i think you actually played frontenac uh down there at their own tournament uh, but as you said it's not going to take a lot of scouting because you pretty much remember everybody that's going to be back on the floor yeah it i think in the seven or eight years i've been going to that tournament it was the second time we've played mm-hmm. them so okay. uh matthew summer had a buzzer beat oh, yeah. layup that's against right. them several yeah. years ago yeah. but uh you're, you know, whenever they reached out about playing, it's like, well, you know, it's not a team that we play very often, and geographically it makes sense. And uh, 
I, I think year in and year out, it, it will be a really, really a good game for us. But I like knowing a lot about a team going into it, preparing our kids. And that wasn't necessarily the case against Adrian. Didn't know a ton about them. We know a lot about these guys, what their strengths and their weaknesses are. So, again, our, our goal every night defensively is make a team score in a way that's not their favorite way to score, and, and that'll be the plan against Frontenac. Well, another Kansas team's on the schedule next Tuesday. We go to their place. That'll be at Pittsburgh uh, next Tuesday night to see the Purple Dragons. And uh, this has been a program that we've and we've pretty much have played them every season for the last few years now. But they always they ha- seem to have that one stellar player and then four other pieces around him. Well, what about this year's team? So they've graduated Javon Grant, who was that guy for them for a couple years. A lot of newness for them. A lot of new players. Uh, they do have um, a young guard that they run a lot of a lot of things to. His name escapes me at the moment, Mike. But uh, I believe in years past they've played Joplin um, like on this Friday before we play them on the Tuesday. So uh, we'll try to take an opportunity to get them scouted out. But they'll be very new as well, having graduated a lot of what they had a year ago, similar to us. So uh, we'll watch watch them uh, and. They're a team that likes to shoot the three, um, and every and they're a team that likes to get out in pressure. So taking care of the ball against their pressure, running them off the three-point line uh, will definitely be imperative next Tuesday. Oh, that'll be a girl-boy doubleheader next Tuesday at uh, at Pittsburgh for the Purple Dragons. Uh, don't forget also Friday, tripleheader, and uh, Frontenac comes in. Freshman starting at uh, 5 o'clock, followed by the JV and the varsity. So a tripleheader coming up at Wynn Gymnasium on Friday night, and then we'll come back next week get ready for the 75th annual Carthage Invitational. I don't have anything to support this, but I think Nevada's played in every one of them. <laughs> and that'll be at least the, the 30 stomach that I've been around here for anyway, they have. <laughs> Someone uh, asked me yesterday or the day before, he said, you know, are we going to stay in that Carthage tournament with all these big schools that keep coming? It's turning into a Class 6 mm-hmm. tournament. I said, I think we've gone for 74 years. We're not going to stop going now. And it's a it's really a and good we've tournament. We've been very competitive down there. We have. We've been lucky enough to win it a couple times lately. So uh, we'll talk more about that next week. But that's a great tournament and always a, a week that we look forward to. It's just worth it going for the hospitality room. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's uh, it's second to none. All, all the tournaments we go to have good ones, but theirs is right up there towards the top. Absolutely. We'll look forward to talking about that next week. Hopefully we'll come back and talk about a couple of W's as well as uh, Nevada gets ready to take on a couple of Southeast Kansas teams. Frontenac at home on on Friday and Pittsburgh on the road next Tuesday. Sean, best of luck. We'll see you down there at uh, actually we'll see you at, fr- at home on uh, Tuesday on Friday, then at Pittsburgh, and then back here next week. Thanks for the time. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Mike. Tigerhead coach Sean Gray. When we come back, we've got our debut appearance on Nevada Tigerhead wrestling coach Force Drury coming up on the program. Derek Campbell is going to talk to him, and I'll come back and wrap it up after this timeout on Tiger Talk.